TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. can't really take him a day south as a person. You can't go out there and be a moron it doesn't work like that. The Nightcap. We're eating their food. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Can't wait to hear from that guy again. Sabres goaltender Linus Allmark within the open there. Joe DiBiase here on the Nightcap. Thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. And we're looking for your calls at 803-0550. There's a lot on the docket tonight. The Sabre schedule is out. Got to talk some hockey. I want to go through the Christmas sports schedule. This is the best Christmas sports schedule I have ever seen, and it's not close. So, for family that I uh, will be with on Christmas, limited family, might not love me hearing that, because maybe I'll be a little distracted with all that's going on, but... Um, that we'll get to, and the potential Sunday night matchups for Week 17, which I went over a little bit last week. I want to get to that tonight. The Patriots are on the mind. They have been eliminated from playoff contention, and their future is as interesting as anybody's in the league. So that's something that we'll get to tonight. And Josh Allen in fantasy, like you might be ready to bench. I think you might want to bench Josh Allen in fantasy this coming week, for your championship, given the matchup. Despite the fact that Allen is probably a big reason why you are there in the first place. We'll get to all of that. Can I just start, though, real quick? The Texans, what are the Texans doing? They're interviewing Marvin Lewis for their head coaching job? Are they insane? (laughs) Is that the move? I mean, as as someone that wants to see the Bills succeed... And who has is fired up for this year's Josh Allen as anybody to to wonder about what this team will do in this conference, challenging the Chiefs for a long time. The Texans are going to hire Marvin Lewis. How could you, as a Bills fan, like that's great. And maybe I'm making too much of a connection here between the two teams, but the way I see it, The way that this conference is developing with young quarterback talent, the next version of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger going back and forth to Super Bowls. Look at at the numbers. There was a 15-year stretch, maybe even longer than that. Maybe it ended up at like 17 years. 
But there was a decade-plus stretch where the only quarterbacks in the AFC that made it to a Super Bowl were Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger with one anomaly of Joe Flacco. There was only one time where one of those three quarterbacks didn't make it. In the way the AFC, to me, has been developing, the three guys that are ready to take those spots and that could potentially do that again to where you see the same three quarterbacks make it every year. Those three quarterbacks are right now Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Deshaun Watson. But let me tell you, if the Texans go hire Marvin Lewis, a coach who is well-known for losing in the playoffs, never winning once he got there, and staying long past time that most coaches get let go in Cincinnati, if that's what Houston does to replace Bill O'Brien, sign me up. I love the sound of that. Poor Deshaun Watson, man. Someone's got to get him out of Houston. And, man, if Deshaun Watson becomes their, their, or if uh, Marvin Lewis becomes their head coach, I'm not going to be able to take that seriously as a threat to these top teams in the AFC, including the Bills, going forward. And I do want to look at the AFC going forward a little bit tonight, not entirely, because I do want to sit in this Bills season. Because it is the best one we've seen. And, you know, like, Dan Marino goes to the Super Bowl early, early in his career, right? And he never makes it back. You know, some guys never make it back, and that's the Super Bowl, but some teams never make it back. I would expect the Bills are going to be back in this position many times in the coming years, but we don't know that. So it is good to enjoy the moment that we're in and talk about the current season, but you can't really talk about the current season when it comes to the upcoming opponent. What is the Patriots' future? What are they going to be as a threat to the Bills going forward? Because the tables have turned. Suddenly, if a New England sports radio host was going to talk about the AFC East almost any time in the last 20 years, it was basically, well, does Miami, Buffalo, or the Jets have anything that we might have to worry about kind of coming on the rise? Do we have to worry about Mark Sanchez? Do we have to worry about Trent Edwards or J.P. Lossman? Do we have to worry about uh, Chad Pennington, who would have been in with the Dolphins? You know, Ryan Tannehill. Do we have to worry about these guys? And... That's where I'm at with the Bills. The Bills are king right now in the division. They won it. They deserve to win it. They are the best team right now, and they are the best team set up going forward in this division. New England is a quant like I don't really know what to make of them because we don't really know the motivations of Bill Belichick. That to me is a wild card. He is nearing 70 years of age. And His team, on paper, should be ready to rebuild. They are an old team that is not that good. That Look at what they've been this season. The version of the Patriots that we've seen in 2020, the version of the Patriots that will show up and play the Bills on Monday night, is a team that can do almost everything well. But they are one of the worst if not the worst, I might call them the worst passing team in football. They can't throw it. They don't have the quarterback to do it. They don't have the receivers to do it. They don't have the tight ends to do it. The Patriots cannot throw the football. 
And again, they do almost everything else well. They are number one in the league in DVOA on special teams. It's an advanced metric used by football outsiders. Kind of an all-encompassing measurement of a, a team's unit. They are number one in the league in special teams. They are, again, a very good defensive front. They're a good defensive football team. Last week, against the Dolphins. They're only in that game for as long as they are because they are holding the Dolphins within 20 points all day long. They can run it. They really can. They don't have a great crop of running backs, but the offensive line is very good. And I, would, I wouldn't say any of their running backs are great, but they've got a couple of guys with some talent. Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, when he's healthy, is not that bad. James White is more of a pass-catching back, but he can give you a little bit in the run game. So... They're a good running team. And by the way, Cam Newton is a good running quarterback. They can run it. They can play defense. They can play special teams. They are the worst in the league at throwing. And that's why they are a below 500 product. And really, just because of the passing attack, it's a 4-12 and roster. That's the way I've looked at them all season. I actually think Bill Belichick deserves a lot of credit for having that team at 6-8. and His quarterback has thrown for five touchdowns. Cam Newton has five passing touchdowns on the season. Josh Allen had five passing touchdowns three months ago. <laughs> really? More than that, actually, if I if I dig into the numbers. It sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. Josh Allen got to that number of passing touchdowns in week two. And what are the Patriots going to do about that? They're eliminated from contention this year, and we're still waiting, unless I've missed something, we're waiting to find out what the Patriots are going to do at quarterback against the Bills on Monday night. And if I'm New England, I'm putting Jarrett Stidham out there because you're accomplishing two things by putting Jarrett Stidham out there, or at least you might be. One of which is you're going to get a real answer. You're going to confirm that he's not a thought going forward that Jarrett Stidham is not going to be an option to be your starting quarterback ever. And I think we probably know that in a limited sample size. He's been almost Peterman-esque in terms of turning the football over. But if you want to just make sure, you put him in against the Bills on Monday night and you play him Week 17. You play him in your two meaningless games because the downside is if he flames out and you're the Patriots – You're going to get a higher draft pick. And good news for the Bills and the rest of the AFC East right now, New England is not in position to draft one of these top quarterbacks. They are not in position, of course, to draft Trevor Lawrence. They are not in position to draft a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson or even a Trey Lance, the other three first-round quarterbacks that are getting a lot of hype right now. New England is currently slotted as the 15th pick in the draft. Maybe they could trade up. It could happen. If that's even what they want to do. Go with a rookie quarterback for the future. Because otherwise, what what is their plan going forward? Does Belichick want to actually go into a rebuild? Does Belichick and Josh McDaniels want to groom a new franchise quarterback? Or do they want to take one last kick at the can with the best veteran quarterback they could get their hands on and go forward with that? To me, that's where I would lean. That the Patriots are going to do some version of what they did this season. They got their hands on Cam Newton, which at the time was a reasonable idea. 
They were nowhere at quarterback. Everyone else in the league had their guy. There was nothing else sitting out there on free agency. And here was Cam Newton, someone who had been a franchise quarterback with the Carolina Panthers, someone who had won an MVP four years before, someone who is a dual-threat quarterback when healthy. He can run it and throw it. And was much more of a known commodity than what they were going to be going in with with Jarrett Stidham. And to me, they would do that again. If they have their way, they will do that again. They will sign some version of Cam Newton. They will trade for some version of Cam Newton. A veteran who has been good, who maybe has had his value take a hit because of one reason or another, and they will try to win next season. They will not tear it down. They will try to build it back up. They will try to reload, and they will try to compete with the Bills in the AFC East. I think that's a flawed plan, but I think that's what they're going to do. Because of Belichick's age, maybe Josh McDaniel's aspirations to be a head coach. Those guys, I think, are thinking win now and not let's start over with a new guy. What are their veteran veteran options, by the way? Well, they could go with a trade. Like they could trade for Jim for Carson Wentz. I don't think that's a completely unrealistic idea. A lot of people are pinning Wentz in Indianapolis because of the connection there with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. But the way they're talking about Phillip Rivers and the way Phillip Rivers is talking, I wouldn't be surprised if those two uh, they hook back up for next season, Rivers and the Colts. Sam Darnold, I think, probably gets traded out of New York, but are they going to trade him to New England? Are they going to trade him to a division rival? That, to me, seems hard to believe. So I don't think Darnold is much of an option for the Patriots. And then, like, the guy I think that makes the most sense, and you need the 49ers to want a new guy, but I think they should want a new guy, and they designed Garoppolo's contract to be able to get out of it now. I think Garoppolo, there's a very good chance he is not in San Francisco next season. I think he gets cut. He can't be traded, given the language in his contract, unless he approves of it. But that takes away a lot of a lot of leverage for the 49ers. So I think he either gets cut or the two sides work together on a trade. And the team that makes the most sense for that is the Patriots. Bill Belichick wanted Garoppolo to be his quarterback. Read those stories that ESPN put out a couple of years ago. Go back and read them, and what you will get is a story about a head coach that wanted to start new, who wanted to move on from a 40-year-old quarterback. He had drafted a guy to do that, who had showed some promise in limited game time, and when he wanted to make the move, or when he was starting to think about making the move, the quarterback and the owner nixed it and they got the guy they got Garoppolo traded. To me, it's completely within reason that Bill Belichick would look at Jimmy Garoppolo, the guy he drafted in the second round, the guy who has made it to a Super Bowl, like Cam Newton, the guy who would not cost him a whole heck of a lot in either a trade or with the money that he would demand in free agency. And Belichick's going to think that's good enough for him to win the division next year. And that's why, if you pinned me down right now and asked me, who's New England's starting quarterback in 2021? It is Jimmy Garoppolo. All of this, by the way, is good news for the Bills.
Because we are slowly seeing the demise of a dynasty. The quarterback has already left. The coach might take one last stab at it. And the Bills, right now, have everything that New England doesn't have. And they also have what New England does have. They have the coaching right now in Sean McDermott and Brian Dable. They have a comparable defense to what New England has. They don't have the run game, so I guess there's one thing they don't have. But the Bills right now, as a passing offense versus what New England is a passing offense, they're it's like they're not even playing the same sport. And as long as that gap resides between the two teams, the Patriots will be a non-factor in this division. And you will get more games like we're going to have on Monday night where the Bills and the Patriots might be playing meaningless football, but for completely different reasons. The opposite reasons that we've been seeing in the last 20 years. Whenever New England and Buffalo would meet late in a season, it often would mean the Bills were out of the running for the playoffs and New England had the division locked up. And now that is going to be flip-flopped. Finally, that is going to be flip-flopped. Because on Monday night, the Bills will be the team that have the division locked up, the playoffs locked up, and we're left arguing whether it's worth going all out for seeding. Whereas New England will now have to talk about what we've been doing for 20 years. Would we rather lose this game for draft position? Have fun with that, New England. Because it's about time that that, that, that changed. 803-0550 is the phone number. If you've got a thought on what the Patriots are right now, if you think that that could be some version of what they are going forward, quarterback options for them, uh, feel free to give me a call at 803-0550. I do want to talk about Josh Allen's fantasy season when we come back. It has been, I got to look this up, maybe Kelly in 91 is the only one that's been better, but I think Allen's rushing touchdowns actually might put him over the top, so I'll double check that in the break. But Allen, if it's not the best, it's one of. The best fantasy seasons we've ever seen from a Buffalo Bill ever. And I'm telling you, for your championship game, you might want to think about sitting them down. 8030550 is the phone number. We'll look for your calls next. We'll get to that. And we'll get to some hockey before we get out of here, too. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. A step in the right direction. I don't know how you're going to figure out which 65, 6,700, however many you said are going to be the ones at the games. I'm sure if that stadium could hold 200,000, it'd be 200,000 filled up in that stadium. So, you know, it's a step in the right direction, man. And we know this city, we know they're excited at times like right now. I mean, we know they want to be at the game. So, you know, what's important for us is just to continue to prepare for Monday night, handle that, and the rest will take care of itself. That is Bill Safety Jordan Poyer. There's news today on fans in the stands at Bill Stadium for the home playoff game. Maybe we see 6,700 fans uh, in attendance. You can get more details on that story at WGR550.com and the radio.com app. Joe DiBiase here on the Nightcap. Talk some Patriots in the first segment, and I'm willing, of course, to take calls on that, so feel free at 803-0550. I want to get to this Josh Allen fantasy point that I have in a minute as well. Uh, and I want to run through the Christmas sports schedule before I mention the Sabres. So a lot to get to in the segment. Um, 
So we'll start with your calls, though. 803-0550 is the phone number. Let's go to Ray in St. Catharines. Ray, how's it going? Hey, Joe. Good evening. Merry Christmas and go Bills. Do as well. Real short and sweet. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine who's a Patriots fan, and before the season started, I told him to go out, get his credit card, and go buy himself a real comfortable Sealy Posturepedic mattress so he can lay, be comfortable and lay on his back and look up at the Bills all year. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's that's how it's been going. Uh, thanks, Ray, for the call. It is funny when you look back and you see the freezing cold takes on Twitter or you see them do it on TV or whatnot, going back and seeing the so-called uh, pundits on uh, on TV say that New England's going to win the division because they're they're the defending champs and it's Bill Belichick and they've got history on their side. When someone mentions, when someone starts talking about what a team has done as a reason why they're going to do something as opposed to what they're actually going to do. When they start looking back instead of looking forward, that's when you know their logic is flawed. Because right now, if I were to do that same exercise, and this is why you can never do that, if I go based on track record, I could tell you that the Steelers have a better shot of winning in the playoffs than the Bills because Ben Roethlisberger has been there and he's done that and he's made it to Super Bowls and he's a champion and he knows what it takes to win. But what's really right is, no, the Bills have a better chance because Josh Allen right now is 10 times better at throwing the football and can actually move out of the pocket. That's what matters. And... The Patriots-Bills conversation from before the season is that same thing. Cam Newton is a shell of himself, and we should have known that there was a possibility that was going to happen. We had not seen a healthy Cam Newton playing at the height of his powers in over two years going into the season. So, to just assume that Bill Belichick was going to find a way, that was flawed logic. And the Bills have proven that this season. 803 is the phone number. Jonathan and Alden is next in the nightcap. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, Joe. Um, yeah, I think this year is proving that Brady was more important to the dynasty than Belichick. However, Belichick, I mean, it was, it was quite an accomplishment that Belichick did get six wins out of this roster. As you said earlier, on paper, without, with a different coach, I think this Patriots team wins four games. So I still think, I think, um, Belichick was still very. I, I still think Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, and and it, I, I think. What do you think the Patriots possibly get in Jack Prescott? Because if they had a decent court, mm. if they had a decent quarterback, they might be able to get, get another ten, eleven wins. So what do you think? Thanks for the call, Jonathan. Uh, I. First of all, I don't think you can judge Brady or Belichick based on this season. Belichick doesn't have a quarterback. And he didn't really have a lot of resources to get a quarterback. So I'm not willing to just say it was Brady the whole time because Belichick's got a shot Cam Newton. Uh, And I also won't tell you that Brady was the reason for it because he's been pretty good. He hasn't been amazing. He's been pretty good in Tampa Bay. Come on. You can't can't pin one against the other based on this season. You can make arguments about the last 20 years, but... I won't go that far. And in, as it comes to Dak Prescott, I actually do think there's a shot he's not back in Dallas. And maybe 
I just want that to happen enough to I'm making myself believe that it actually can. But on paper, it does kind of make sense. He's coming off a major injury. They've had contract battles in the last two years. They have not come to a long-term agreement. The franchise tag will be an enormous number this season. And with all the money Dallas is paying to other guys, they'll have to make some decisions if they want to give him the tag for a second year in a row. There's also the question of whether he's even ready to start next season. And there also is the point of, if Dallas doesn't win the division, they still could. Any team in that division still could, by the way. But if Dallas doesn't win the division, they could be picking in the top five. Right now, they'd be picking eighth. And the difference between eighth and fourth is only one win. So they could they could reasonably be picking in the top five with three, four, four potential franchise quarterbacks incoming. So I'm not I'm I'm guessing that they'll re-sign Dak, but I'm not assuming it. And if he were to hit the open market, sure, New England could be a, an opportunity. I mean, there are probably a dozen teams that would give Dak Prescott a call if he hit the open market, major injury or not. But I w- yeah, I wouldn't just assume that he would also choose New England at the same time. So I, I won't I won't discount it, but uh, likely I think the likelier scenarios are guys like Garoppolo and Wentz, um, Philip Rivers. Maybe if he doesn't end up back in Indy, uh, who else? Do they go for <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, Teddy or not Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Tyrod Taylor? Like maybe they get that far down the list. I don't know, uh, but I think they go for a veteran next year. Um, all right, uh, two quick things I want to get to before we hit a timeout. I want to get to our interview of the day in our last segment. Uh, reserve the last couple of minutes for that. Sam Borden from ESPN did a good story on Stefan Diggs, and he was on with Howard and Sal this morning. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But a couple things first. We'll stick with football, kind of, for this point. Have you looked at the Christmas Day sports schedule? Maybe you're not doing much, you know? I, I know I've had some family gatherings that have been canceled due to COVID-19, I think smartly, and I'm sure a lot of families out there are doing that, and maybe you're just going to be sitting at home, you know, and eating your meals by yourself, doing whatever, I, I don't know. Whatever your plans are, if you want to be watching sports on Christmas Day, you have a better slate of events than I've ever seen for Christmas Day. And it includes, by the way, a big reason for that is there is an NFL game. There's no Thursday Night Football, by the way. If you're wondering who's playing tonight because I haven't mentioned it, there's no Thursday game. I sign off at 8 o'clock and we're going to ESPN Radio. There's no Thursday Night Football in part because tomorrow at 4.30, not tomorrow, Friday at 4.30 um, on Christmas, Vikings at Saints. Today's Wednesday, by the way. What did I just do? Today's Wednesday, sorry. Vikings at Saints on Christmas Day. There's still no Thursday Night Football. So you've got that going for you, Minnesota and New Orleans. And then that's a 4.30. College football, you have got Marshall versus UB. The Bulls are playing in the Camellia Bowl against Marshall, looking for their first bowl victory ever, I think. Um, so you've got UB playing at 2.30. If you're into the World Juniors, if you're maybe excited about the Sabres schedule coming out today, you're pumped to get back into hockey, the World Juniors start on Christmas instead of Boxing Day. Generally, the day after Christmas is when they get going. This year, they're starting on Christmas. 2 o'clock, Slovakia and Switzerland. 6 o'clock, Finland and Germany. And then the big one, late night hockey, 9.30, USA and Russia 
is great. Those are the two second and third best teams, I think, in the tournament. Russia's got the best young goalie in the world, and uh, his last name is Askarov. I'm forgetting his first name right now, but high draft pick. Um, and, man, like it, that that's a great matchup at 930 for the World Juniors. And then if you're a basketball fan, you got your NBA stuff too. You got Pelicans Heat at noon. Uh, that gets the day going for sports. 2.30, Warriors and Bucks. Uh, 5 o'clock, Nets and Celtics. 8 o'clock, Mavericks, Lakers. 10.30, Clippers and, and Nuggets. That's a great slate of sports uh, for Christmas Day. So looking forward to that. And then while we're on schedules... Quick word here on the Sabre schedule that came out. I love the two-game segments. Love the two-game segments. I don't think they did it because of experimental reasons, but fine, whatever. I think it's going to work. I like having Devil's Week or having Bruins Week or Penguins Week. Having back-to-back games, you're focusing on the same opponent, and you have a recent game to go off of when you play them back-to-back days. Um, I like the, the I like the schedule that the NHL has come out with. I'm still disappointed about the division names, but whatever. And you can find out the, uh, the entire Sabre schedule. It's in full on our website at WGR550.com and the radio.com app. All right, got through a lot there. I'm going to take a timeout here. We'll get to our interview of the day coming up next. ESPN Sam Borden joined the morning show today. We'll get to that after this. The Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 